0: Hi, this is Chris, and this is John, and you're listening to the Nerdy Dadcast. This episode is going to be all about wellness. Uh, and when we talk about wellness, it's about, uh, you, know, you know, good health, whether it be physical health, whether it be mental health. Um, but we thought we would sort of take a spin on the world of us as fathers. And something suggests we're going to completely ignore the kids this week. But you may find from time to time, we decide to take a to riff on, on fatherhood and, you know, focus on ourselves. So, you know, we figured that, hey, you know, this would be a perfect opportunity. Now, you might be saying, well, why are you talking about wellness in this episode? Well, we've got a contest uh, where we have a pair of tickets to the 2020 Wellness Show here in Vancouver available to one lucky person. So you're going to have to continue listening to this podcast episode because we're going to talk a little bit of how you can score a pair of tickets uh, near the end. Welcome back, John. It's been, Thank you, sir. Uh, been a spell. We've, we, uh, in our last episode, talked a little bit about screen time, and I can tell you I have not made as strong of an effort as I had hoped to in cracking down though uh baby Force hasn't been watching too much peppa pig as of late
1: that's a good thing always a good thing
0: reading lots of books uh, she got a tea set uh, for christmas she is big into tea and she'll continue to serve you all sorts of flavors of tea like chocolate tea or pumpkin tea followed by more chocolate tea both are good types of tea mm-hmm okay and uh and the teapot like it's got like water or gel in it so you, like, you tip it over and it shows the water disappearing and it makes the sound effects and then when it runs out you have to fill it up and boil some more water and she's totally into the the tea making phase
1: it's an important job i mean you have to be in there too, mm-hmm. make all the kinds of teas and you know try all the kinds of teas because you never know what you're gonna like
0: but uh we uh did decide to, to to get together talk a little bit about wellness, and and I thought I'd kick it off by by talking about uh, my personal journey. So some background here is that uh, back in 2018, uh, the summer of 2018, actually, I got sick. Um, I had uh, found that I, I was having experiencing uh, stomach pain. I'd had actually a kidney stone. Uh, I knew of. Kidney stones had been, unfortunately, an issue I'd been dealing with for a couple of years, but that that was something I was I was seeing a urologist about uh, and, you know, going through processes. And I had an appointment actually set up on the week I got really sick. But uh, it started off as, as stomach pain and it proceeded to get worse and worse. And uh, just before the Canada Day long weekend, I found myself in the hospital for a week with a severe infection. Ultimately, one, I have a high pain threshold Two, I think I fall into that stereotypical, you know, male mold where you don't necessarily take as good care of yourself as you probably should, or I'm not sick enough to go to the doctor. You know, I, I have this conversation with my wife all the time. Like, she's like, you should go to the doctor. And I, my response, I'm not that sick. Well, this is an example of I wasn't that sick, and I go to the hospital, and they kept me on over, you know, for a week where they were putting what I called the glow in the dark antibiotics into my veins because I was, I was in a bad shape. Now, the story sort of continued. I ended up having to miss a trip to, to Hawaii, a uh, family reunion style trip because, uh, again, yeah, I was sick. I could not fly. Thought I was better, although at the hospital, I weren't entirely sure, and ended up back in the hospital for another week in the fall. And finally, you know, got a diagnosis that uh, told me that, uh, I needed to start, you know, really focusing on one, what I'm eating two, ensuring that I'm, I'm drinking enough water, enough fluids, and then three, you know, start becoming more physically active. And I think for me, it was a real wake up call at the time. I had, uh, I wasn't, I was stuck in a hospital. I wasn't able to, you know, be here with uh, my wife and, and my daughter. And, you know, again, the whole stereotypical mindset I have is that uh, they don't take care of me. I take care of them. Although I've grown as a, as a father, no, it's a mutually beneficial relationship where we take care of each other. And this past year in 2019, I decided to really, you know, focus on my, my health and, and started a, a weight loss journey. I, uh, I'm using Weight Watchers, which. I'm not going to go and, and tell, you know, each and every one of you that Weight Watchers is a solution. Anyone who has, is, uh, you know, weight issues or a focus on on weight loss, it's working for me. It's working for my wife. But there are a multitude of, you know, ways that you can follow. But I think what's important is finding one that works for you and ensuring that it's not one that goes and, and takes you down a path to, to um, you know, Harming yourself. I mean, there's fad diets. There's so many things that you can do to get to an end goal, but it doesn't necessarily mean it's healthy. And you know, during this period of time, I've, as of six months in, we're actually just over six months, dropped sixty-five pounds, and that, in my mind, is 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 quite amazing. I mean, people are like, "What the heck? Really, you've lost that much?" I'm like, "Yeah, like it's amazing that." I now carry baby force up the stairs. I'd say she's about 25, 30 pounds, like somewhere in that range. And it's like, oh my goodness, like this, this is tough. I used to carry one in each arm essentially up the stairs. And, and it's amazing, you know, putting that into perspective, the difference. But that's, you know, really one giant thing that I've done. And I feel in a
1: transformative way as I'm focusing on, on my health. I think you say the typically man thing where you just don't want to you say, you know, I'm not sick enough to the doctor, but I don't think that's just to men. I think that's very common. I think a lot of people have that problem where you're like, mm-hmm. you, you, you either have sort of, I don't know, maybe two types of people, people that, uh, get a little bit sick and go to the emergency room or people that are like no i need my arm falling off my body before i'm going to go in and i mean yeah. i'm one of those people personally i mean when i was young i had cancer and i was basically at the very last moments you know if it got much farther i wouldn't have uh, gotten through and so the very last moments i went and finally went to the doctor and figured out what it was all what was happening and uh and yeah so that launched know a big experience for me obviously one that um sort of shaped the rest of my life and here I am 25 years later and still healthy so you know I I can't complain about that but but I think it's more you know it's a it's a general thing I think a lot of people have that problem it's not really limited to any gender and as for your personal journey I mean yeah it's pretty amazing to see and I think we all we all have certain degree of it where you know we're in our heads we also want to be either a certain weight or we want to uh, be less and you know i think watching you go through what you have is pretty pretty inspiring for a lot of people
0: yeah and i you know i i will i will qualify sort of when i say that stereotypical well, you're right i think it, it, it's applicable to sort of the two types of people there's those who who will go and those who won't and then from there the different subsets those who maybe go and they shouldn't and those who uh you know don't go but eventually they like they you know there's different sort of levels i think when i i I generalize it's it it seems at least in my very sort of small view maybe skewed a little bit towards i mean also the guy and and maybe it's just in my family like my dad oh my goodness this guy uh he used to to be a bus driver and he did that uh for i want to say it was 27 years before he retired um, he was so committed to the job that trying to convince him to take a sick day often required him to be told by like the family doctor that you can't go to work because I'm going to go and write that you can't don't make me take your license away. Like it, it had to become like almost a threat and you know, he's still somewhat like that today. Like he, you know, he's really sick. He doesn't go to the doctor and now I go out and I'm like, okay, Hey, you know, here's your choices. We're, we're going to go see your doctor or, or I'm going to take you to the one at the hospital. You know, I I'll let you choose. <laughs> oh, I'm not doing that. I'm like, OK, that's fine. I mean, there's choice number three, which is I'll just call 911 because you're in bad shape. I don't want no ambulance. And, you know, I, I, I do that more so now because of everything I've gone through. Yeah, anyway, the dynamics are a whole lot different too. Like I want you know, baby force to have you know, you know, one of her two grandfathers, you know, as many years as, as, as we can possibly have them together, right? So, absolutely. You know, and knowing him, oh yeah, he totally let things get away. Like my, you know, my old man doesn't get a cold; he gets pneumonia. It probably was a cold, but by the time it gets sorted out.
1: You know it's bad well it's either it's really go big or go home in that case i mean i was a sort of the same way where you know i never ever got sick as a kid i still get sick very rarely but uh, you know when i did decide to get sick it was it was cancer so you know you gotta go big you just hit it hard and you know you don't do the little puny like you know the flu or god mm-hmm. a normal sickness no you could go all out
0: yeah i uh not to, to make light of of it um but, you know, it is, uh, you know, I, I I always wonder at what point in time do I reach that stage where, you know, I go and I, I, I see something, I observe something that's not quite right, but put it off and don't get that looked into, right? Like it's... and.
1: And I mean, that's the key thing, right? We're we're talking about wellness today and that is the number one thing. I mean, you are the one that know you and, you know, we get these uh, lovely meat sacks that we're in and, uh, and we're the ones who know them best. So if there's something wrong, you really have to, you have to acknowledge that. You have to go forward on that. I mean, we've in my own personal life in the last couple of years, I've seen a couple friends or people that I've known that, uh, that haven't done that and they notice noticed something wrong, but then they go into denial and they ignore it and they move on. And that's, uh, that's not the way that's, uh, there's no wellness there. That's the, that takes you the other way. So, uh, so yeah, I think it's very, very, very important uh, you know, a lot of people like to do that. A lot of people like to say, no, no, it's nothing wrong with me. And just the denial sits in and uh, yeah, you can't cause especially, and I mean, not, not even just as a regular person as, you know, just within yourself. But once you, once you have kids, once you have a family, you know, you have other people you have to worry about and, you know, there's if something happens to you. There's a lot more than just, just you that that reacts to. Yeah. The, and that, you know, brings up a great point.
0: Chris prior to being a father probably would have been in, in worse shape before going to the hospital. The first time I went to the, the hospital in, in, in 2018, um, Again, for my two week long stays, where I was on a liquid diet, which I never realized actually was just liquid, and there's only so many liquids they serve you in a hospital. I don't encourage anyone to go on it, but if I was not a father at that point, I mean, would I have gone? Would it have been my wife, you know, calling nine one one because I had gotten, you know, to that point? It was my goodness. I need to to get better. There was also this triggering you know, factor, which could have gone one of either way. I had a trip going to Hawaii. I was doing this family reunion. I went to the hospital because I needed to get better quick enough to get to Hawaii. That was, that was the thought in my mind. It's like, okay, well, I can't, I, I can't get be any worse than I am today. I need to be around for that little one. I couldn't pick her up because I was in that much pain and went to the hospital. Now, had I dealt with this earlier, had I not suffered through essentially a weekish, you know, of, of these, these issues, it might've been something that I could have, you know, dealt with sooner on, but uh, no, I, I allowed it to, to get to that point. But then since then, I mean, focus has always been, you know, very precise, you know, baby forces is, is a priority. and And I need to ensure that I'm able to be there for her. When I got sick the second time, I was calling the BC nurses line. I went into a doctor's office. I went to the hospital once where they discharged me thinking, Oh, take, take these antibiotics. You'll be fine. Only to go back to the hospital two days later, because again, I needed the glow in the dark antibiotics. Yeah, Cause those take two of these and you'll be fine. I had, as much as I had taken the initiative to go. I was beyond that point. And, and now having a more you know definitive understanding as to what it was I was experiencing, so um, I, it's not a secret when, when people ask I have uh, uh, diverticulitis, or sorry diverticulosis, which in those two visits became diverticulitis. Um, on top of that, I had the, the kidney stone both times, and when they finally dealt with it in that second trip, it was 18 millimeters. Um, to put it into perspective, take a look at a pebble on the ground. If it's two centimeters in size. That's what my body had made and decided I needed to exit. Well, your kidneys only have one place to exit. So suffice to say, was not happening. I can imagine. Yeah. Go up and deal with it twice. I actually had two different visits to deal with that. Cause that stone was big. I, I, doc, you know, if you've had kidney stones, you, you know, you can relate if you've not had them, you know, the drink fluids, know eat things in moderation (laughs) you know you trust me you don't want to deal with a kidney stone your body um tries to exit stones and it's not pleasant
1: so it kind of brings me the picture of you know the classic like atari 2600 game asteroids Mm -hmm. and just like the little ship floating around and the stones floating by it and you know shooting at these stones and trying to make them smaller so until they eventually go i mean don't they have lasers they can shoot at you right now to uh, make your... So, so
0: actually, on I'm, I'm, you know, off the rails a little bit here, talking about kidney stones. So there are, are sort of five different ways to treat a kidney stone. The first one is to simply let your body pass it. If it is small enough, there is a good chance it will. The problem is that the pathway it travels from your kidneys down to the only exit available. Um, there's a number of choke points and when it cho- the stone hits one of those choke points, that's generally when the pain, uh, is inflicted and it's, it don't tickle. Now, if the stone is too large to think that it will pass on its own, or, you know, sometimes you, you know, your plumbing might be a little bit, you know, built differently size-wise the, and and that's on the inside. I get that the plumbing might be built differently on the outside too, but on the inside, the uh, they do essentially like a, an ultrasound uh, called lithotripsy essentially they blast you with a uh, heavy duty ultrasound to try to break the stone up so I had two treatments of, of that uh, and then if they need to scale it up that's when they yeah they do the lasers essentially they play the game asteroid except with like lasers that they send up a, a pipe and, uh, and then in turn send up tools to try to pull what those small pieces are out so it's like asteroid with like the wall-e-claw and if that doesn't work then they do uh one where they go in through your side or your back or whatever um i can't remember the, the the surgical term but essentially they stab you and they pull the stone out and if that doesn't work then it's open surgery it's like they go in they slice they dice they hopefully get it and leave everything else behind
1: so I think the moral of our story here is you do not want those things because that's not much fun at all.
0: No, trust me, it's not. It, it is uh, – my brother's had them. My dad's had them. I've had them. I think my grandfather on my uh, father's sides had them. So it's quite possibly going to be a genetic disposition. But, yeah, trust me, if, if you can do what you can to avoid kidney stones, don't get them.
1: So I think we're talking about kind of extremes here. So, I mean, we're talking about, so far, we, when we're under our wellness flag, we've talked about kidney stones and cancer. And I mean, that's a little bit extreme, I think. It's more of a, a day-to-day, I think, with kids in particular, you know, like we've said before, I have two of them. I'm constantly running. I'm constantly moving. I might want to sit on the couch. I don't do it very often. So... Uh, so, you know, I think within that itself, you know, we get a lot more movement just because of the kids, but then you still have to kind of go above and beyond, you know, have your own exercise time, have your own personal time, because yeah, it's, it's, it's good to have your own time to sort of wind down in and have a mental, mental wellness as well. Mm-hmm.
0: And, and, you know, as a segue, that's something that, you know, for those of us who are fathers, we under, we truly understand the need to have that that personal time because you have a lot of it, and then when you become a father, you know you, suddenly you're focusing on this this little being that that you and your partner uh, hopefully you'll have, um, you know, the, the capable of both focusing. But essentially, their survival depends on what you're able to do. So your focus is almost like twenty four seven take care of this little being like i, I mean i don't know uh, when when your son was born but when baby force was born there were times when i'd catch myself staring at her like she's still breathing i'm not entirely sure i'm gonna stand here for like 20 minutes i'm gonna watch her chest go up and down just in case like you know it's things i had not even you know considered I didn't appreciate how, you know, mentally draining that can be. And I wasn't necessarily getting, you know, obviously much sleep during a period of time. And, you know, my focus was on on her. My focus was on, on my wife. And I, I, I reached a burnout point. I, I didn't, I didn't take that time. I, I needed to, to almost recharge my batteries. And it's not that I was purposefully doing it. It's almost like it's too easy to forget or to remember you easily forget.
1: Yeah. I mean, in our case, we had sort of, um, we had that same kind of deal, except it was more often my wife than not. Once my son was born, um, you know, if, when we, when we did get him to sleep and leave him by himself, she would go for, Oh, about 10, 15 minutes before she'd be like, okay, can you go, can you go to the bedroom? Can you go check on you check on the boy Can okay, make sure he's still breathing. And you know there was no reason whatsoever that our son would not be breathing. But every ten or fifteen minutes or so, we'd have to go and check to make sure he was just. To, just because, yeah, you're learning, and in that time, yeah, you're not sleeping all that well. I mean, it's you get up when you need to get up, and certainly you burn out pretty quick. And you can, but I mean, it, it starts then, but it can go all the way through. I mean, as they get older, you still are busy. You're still handling a lot of stuff. You're still handling, you know your own relationship you're handling this, these new relationships with your kids who have changed your perspective on life entirely and you know all of that it's plus any other things that might be going work family all the rest it's uh, it burns you it burns you out and you know you really it's really important to take that time to find time to recharge your mental health however that needs to be done mm-hmm. and i mean for me i'm a p- big proponent of you know whether it's counseling therapy absolutely if you need the time make sure you talk to someone um and that goes you know if it's just for yourself or if it's a couple's thing that's it works both ways or if you just need you know things like floating you know in vancouver we've got float centers where you can go into a really dark dark uh, tube basically and float in yeah so, you, so you're just floating in the dark in salt water for two hours some up to two hours some of them and i mean that can be very mentally restoring as well just to be floating very oddly in your own private universe almost so i mean there's all sorts of options that we have in the city in particular but uh, it's such an important thing to make sure you're taking care of yourself as well as your family
0: mm-hmm. the sort of again off the rails a little bit uh, the pods i've i've always considered going and trying one out and i like i've heard i've heard you know conflicting reports there's those who say oh it's phenomenal and then there are sort of the other sides, like oh my goodness I just couldn't handle it yeah I was I was almost too inside my head um because you know from what I understand it's it's kind of like being in sort of a sensory deprivation um pod or experience right but you know is this something that you've you've done on
1: the regular or so for a while, yeah, absolutely. I was, I went, I was really interested by the concept. Just um, so early on, just after we'd had our son, um, I went out and sort of did it myself. And the first time I went in, it was really intense. And I was in there, and you sort of you get into sort of a meditative state, almost, or at least you're supposed to. Some people do, some people don't. And in that, like, it was almost like you were seeing visions inside this little pod. And that was sort of the, the height of it. I was like, whoa, that was cool. That was wild. I, and so I went back the next time. And the next time, I didn't have that. The next time, I was having problems because I was floating in this water. And I would find myself just sort of floating across the, t- the tub a little bit or the, the tube a little bit. And then you'd bounce off the wall. And that would just mm-hmm. like throw everything off. And so trying to maintain like a, a very straight, calm spot so you're not bouncing off the wall, and it, it, it didn't work the second time. And, you know, third time I kind of had that as well. It was, you know, it wasn't, it wasn't what it was the first time. So after that, I was like, oh, well, you know, maybe I don't have time for this. I'm, it's been, you know, six years since I did that. So I'm actually interested in going back and trying it again and seeing if I could, uh, recreate that or, or just again for the mental health. Cause you know, it's been rough, rough times lately. So anything that works, works.
0: The, uh, definitely something I actually am. I'm interested in trying myself just more for the experience. Like I want to see, you know. What is it like? Now, I might be on that extreme of, oh, my goodness, this is not for me. It might be like, oh, this is pretty cool, or maybe somewhere in the the road. But uh, for me, one of the things that I I try to do um, is is get out and be social. Um, It might seem silly, but... One of the things that I find helps is, is, is getting out and being able to sort of, you know, take your mind off things. We hear, we hear this time and time again, but getting out and, and hanging out with friends, um, you know, with family and, and talking about video games, talking about sports, talking about life, not necessarily the heavy stuff. But one of the things I really found helped was almost building it into my schedule so I made sure it happened. Because it's it's so easy, especially in a place of of mental stress, that you start to maybe not prioritize the right things the right way, and so to that effect, um, you know, I, with our prenatal group, actually, we quite regularly went out for for walks, or you know, a few of us fathers that would you know get together, and we might even have our, our kids with us, but we just get out, we'd go for a walk around uh, uh, one of the parks here. Kids might be in their their stroller or or, or running what have you. Um, the the moms would go out and, and get together, but it's just it's amazing how almost refreshing it was. I could go out, I could be be tired, just completely mm. tapped out, and yet, and I don't know how to describe it. Feel a hundred percent better, and you know that was the the thing that. That I found so weird, I guess, is the, the really the only way I could describe it is how, you know, how much your mental, you know, well-being plays into your physical well-being. I always sort of thought it was the other way around. But when it comes to your, you know, mental well-being, it it's equally as important.
1: Yeah, absolutely. It's all a system and you have to make sure all the parts are working properly. And they all work together as well.
0: One of the sites that uh, I stumbled across a few years ago was uh, don'tchangemuch.ca. And for us in Canada, it's a, a site that's focused on primarily men's health. In fact, their tagline is where guys go to get healthy. And while I didn't commit to a lot of the, the information that was available to me there. When I first stumbled across it over the past few years, as I've really refocused on, on wellness, I've I've gone and, and reprioritized and used this as just one of many resources that uh, are available to me. Now, if you do to go to don'tchangemuch.ca, I mean, again, it's not only for Canadians, but you may find that the information is Canadian-focused. Um, there's a variety of tools there. There's a, a blog that you can read articles on uh, health and fitness, uh, on, on food, on, on different things that you can do sort of within your life to live a better lifestyle. And the concept is don't change much. It's not focusing on drastic shifts. It's about all those small little things that you can do uh, to improve on life. There's also a tool that'll allow you to do a health check that'll just advise you based on the information you provide. If there are areas that, uh, you know, are recommended for you to, to, to scratch the surface on, but one of the things that they do have is featured tips for guys, and it's a top ten. So what I thought we could do is we could go through and see which of the the tips uh, resonates the the most with us. So we'll read through the the first few. So tip number one was go out with the boys, and the concept here was that being social is is great for your mental well being. Uh, tip number two is taking that moment, and and what it suggests that you do is you take five deep breaths with long exhales three times a day. Tip number three is that you shake it off. And it's not dancing, shake it off, shake it off. It's actually taking the salt shaker off the table to remove temptation. Tip number four is drink your cares away. And it recommends that you have a large glass of water with every meal or just sip on water all day long. And tip number five is every step counts. And it's really quite simple. Stop sitting, get walking. So the of those five tips. I I talked quite a bit at length as to one of them that has resonated the most over the last few years, and that's drinking my cares away. Um, I have a large glass of water with every meal, and I actually try to structure my day where if I have a beverage other than water, every cup of coffee, or uh, if I have a cup of hot chocolate at night, or if I happen to have a beer, I try to have an equivalent glass of water to almost top up. And then there's a variety of, of, of benefits to drinking water. I mean, we're one, bags of water. So ultimately, uh, us being able to drink water just makes the body run better. But then there's the health benefits. Uh, by drinking water and staying hydrated, you're less likely to start binge eating. Um, it's good for, you know, your joints. And for me, those uh, nasty little kidney stones.
1: Yeah, I mean, that one really struck for me, too. Uh, and it sort of reminded me to go with sort of the nerdy theme. A couple of years ago, we this was really brought to our attention, and, or brought to my attention, and we saw a Kickstarter for for water bottles that tracked on your phone how much water you were drinking in a day. Oh wow! And so for us, we were like, "That's a brilliant idea," Could, because you know we're geeks and we like to have new tech, and and it was the height of the Fitbit craze, and so all of these things sort of played into it, and. So we went and we got these water bottles. And eventually, you know, as as you have with anything on Kickstarter, you know, you see the initial project, especially when you're when you're a newbie to Kickstarter. We we saw the initial project, and we we're like, wow, that's cool. And what we actually got in the end was it didn't turn out as cool because I mean I think their technology wasn't there and you know, they for they had little computer chips inside the water bottle, which hmm. unfortunately computer chips and water don't particularly go together like our bodies our bodies like the water the computer chips do not like the water so (laughs) each of these ones broke down fairly quickly when we did have it it was a very cool thing to track and sort of get to that water goal for the day and all of this but uh, since then i really do i I do try to keep that whole concept in mind now i'm not going to say i drink as much water as i should i hit my morning coffee in the in the morning i have my two coffee and you know after that, I should go straight water for the rest of the day. But um, but yeah, you're running around following kids, so you don't always have the thought to, uh, to do that. So so I, for one, am going to be much more conscientious about drinking water now that we brought it up again. Awesome.
0: Um, the other tips that are available here, uh, number six, is mix it up. And that's about mixing your activities up. Uh, it could be going on a hike, a bike ride, or, or, you know, team sports. So it's not just, you know, running on the treadmill, uh, you know, day in, day out. Nothing wrong with that. But the suggestion is when you mix it up, there's a greater likelihood that you'll be able to, to commit to doing it. Uh, number seven, avoid salty snacks. Uh, the salt's what's going to make you thirsty and a You know, let's say you're out in an establishment having a few wobbly pops. There's a good chance you'll probably order more of those wobbly pops or more beverages that are probably not as good uh, for you as water. Uh, Number eight: drink before you drink, and this ties in sort of what I do when I when I drink water. Um, But you know, you think about it, it's really easy um, when you start to going out for a few beer because those few beer tend to turn into more than just a few beer. And then next thing you know, not, not only have you used the beer to quench your thirst, but it's going to go and actually be worse off because you're, you're going to dehydrate over that. Number nine, embrace the dark side. Nothing to do with our last episode in Star Wars. It's, it's actually about blocking all the light sources in your bedroom. A topic we kind of talked about uh, when we were talking about screen time. And number 10 is cool it. Your bedroom should be the coolest room in your home. And this is something that uh, uh, my wife and I tend to butt heads uh, because she'd much rather the bedroom be like a furnace and I'd much rather it be like an icebox. So we try to find that happy balance.
1: Yeah, that's a, that's an interesting one as well. I mean, not only that, but I was recently recommended by, by a doctor that said basically for your for your bedroom. What your bedroom should be is a place to sleep or a place to have sex that's it (laughs) and you shouldn't have any other real causes nothing else in your bedroom i mean if you want to read a book read a book outside on the couch read a book you know you should have those two things programmed into your body into your mind for when you're in your bedroom and so that'll help you if you have problems sleeping that helps you get to sleep because you really you know you don't go and watch, watch your phone for half an hour before sleep, or you don't go and activate your mind with a really good book. Or if you do want to do that, do it out in your living room and then move to bed. So, um, so yeah, that's another thing that we've sort of been working on for our own mental wellness.
0: The bedroom is for the two S's.
1: Two S's. That's right. And don't add any more S's. I mean, there's a lot of other S words. Let's keep them out of the bedroom. (laughs)
0: If you want to look at those, uh, 10 tips that we just listed there, it's dontchangemuchca slash tips. We'll also have that in the show notes on, uh, on the nerdy desk, uh, nerdydadcast.com website. Um, and if you want to check out the website it, again, it is don'tchangemuch.ca. but it's just one of many resources out there. And, you know, as you know, myself and, and John, you as well have said, it's embrace the help. It doesn't necessarily, um, you know, have to be a particular website. It doesn't have to be our podcast. It can be a you know, a a professional, whether it be through counseling, whether it be going to your family doctor, uh, whether it be calling a a nurse's line. And sometimes it's just a matter of of engaging friends and family can help you as well. Just, you know, you don't have to do it alone. There's there's plenty out there to help. So we're going to take a quick break here and uh, get ourselves a little bit nerdy. If you happen to swing by the DirtyDadcast.com website, you talk, saw us talk a little bit about the the wellness show, uh, which is happening February 1st and February 2nd. And again, just as a reminder, we have a contest where we're going to pair our tickets away. i will talk about that near the end, but we're almost there. But one of the topics that we spoke to was... Technology and how it's uh, really revolutionizing uh, or becoming revolutionary to to the concept of wellness, and and we talked a little bit about uh, a particular video game that can help uh, increase uh, wellness in your life. And I understand, uh, John, that you may uh, have a copy of it.
1: Indeed, I do. Yes. Um, So, so yeah. Throughout the years, you know, Nintendo, of course, has a, a history of making wacky sort of peripherals for. For their systems, we got things like the Wii Fit board, and you know, for it, for a while, everybody wanted one of those things, and you know, there was lineups to get at the stores to get a Wii Fit board in the game, and you know, it was kind of limited. Once you actually did it, it was cool at first, but uh, it didn't it didn't hold on for the long term. So, with the recent, you know, in the last, it came out just before Christmas, I think it was early December, and uh, Ring Fit for the Switch, I had to pick up a copy, so. My son saw it and my son sees, you know, YouTube trailers for Nintendo games. He's like, oh, I need that. I want that. Can we get that data? Can we get that? And when it's a health peripheral, you know, it's going to be a good thing. And again, you know, we sort of looked at it. We looked at the reviews and we wanted to make sure it wasn't just a one and done. And then we have this uh, piece of plastic sitting in our apartment for the Mm -hmm. rest of time. Or you know, bring it to the thrift star and you can see the stack now of We Fit boards there. Yeah. But this one actually is quite. Uh, it's like they learned. They learned from those past iterations, and this thing is actually quite uh, quite an ass kicker, to be honest. I mean, I I went on and I played for the first time, and by the end of it. I was, I was sore, and when I woke up the next morning, my legs were sore, and I was like, oh, I haven't moved in that direction in quite a while, you know, I haven't tried to bring my legs up to my to my chin or anything else, and the ring itself is actually quite ingenious, I mean, it, it has a certain resistance, and it can actually be quite difficult to push in, push out, and it gets you sweating pretty, pretty quick, so, I mean, my son's been into it since we got it, he plays as much as he can and who knew that he was a little athlete but um like today he spent an hour on it no problem at all and i mean that's sort of the the thing of kids Mm -hmm. you can watch them and they can go and go and go and you're just of like oh i wish i could stay up with that me on the other hand i spend about 15 or 20 minutes onto it and i'm sweating and i'm puffing and i'm like oh that was actually a good workout so so at this point i mean i haven't used it i've used it probably about two hours total now at this point, we I'd recommend it because I mean it really does get you get you get your sweat and get you puffing, and get your body moving in ways that it hasn't probably moved in a in a little while. Yeah. So
0: the, uh, in the I was looking at pictures of it when we were, when I was putting together the article on on the blog and uh, I I there was a part where I was like oh yeah, I maybe should look into this and I I'll go back to the days of the Wii. Um, I uh, used to play Punch Out. Uh, using the Wii controllers. And now I grew up in the world of a punch out um, when you were, you were a little Mac and you had to, you know, work your way up with your two button NES controller. But when it came out on the Wii, uh, there was just something about being able to actually stand there, like your little Mac and, you know, throw the right, throw the left and, and do that. And I would play that for hours boxing essentially airboxing or shadow boxing a video game you know my wife used to look at me and laugh and tell me i'm strange but one it was fun it's a video game i like gaming but two it was it was causing me to break a serious sweat i was getting an aerobic workout trying to beat the heck out of oh gosh what were the characters now um oh man i'm gonna have to go and glass joe play. you know yeah, Pistole, joe, Orlando, sure. all those guys yeah yeah
1: absolutely yeah yeah I was just so the other thing I would say, so like, yeah, within that era, you know, there were things like the power pad, for instance, and I don't know, I mean, I don't know if you're going to remember that or not, but it was a big pad you laid on the floor and it plugged into your Nintendo and there were a couple of games you could play on it and you would run on the thing in theory, but you'd also sit there and you could just sort of drum it with your hands yeah. and you could drum with your hands and make the characters go and all of that. And so as kids, that's what we did. We didn't bother exercising on it. <laughs> But now with something like this, you know, it's it's game it's super gamified. First off, I mean, you look at it and you're like, it's almost so cheesy that you're not quite sure you can do it. But uh, it's so gamified that it's actually good, and you want to keep going. You want to get to the next level, and you want to beat this big bat demon creature who's wearing leot- who's wearing like a wrestling outfit or whatever <laughs> it is. And it's it's all very cheesy, and you know, it's not it's not going to be you're, you're not really deep gameplay if you're looking for a real story or something that's not gonna be what this is but uh but honestly my whole family has gotten into it now and my daughter actually my five-year-old daughter was quite upset that she wasn't quite strong enough to make the oh, ring dear. go properly so that was a big thing for her and she's kind of waiting for the day when she'll be strong enough to do that but <laughs> uh but yeah the whole gamification of it is great and it sort of leads you through a lot of exercises a lot of different things you have a lot of um You have a lot of choice in it, too. So if you don't want to do yoga poses, you don't have to do yoga poses. You can do something else. And when you're going through, it it lets you do boss fights, and you have to do reps of different movements in the boss fights to damage the bosses. And again, in that case, you can choose to, you know, whether it's squeezing it above your head and working on your arms, or if it's squeezing it to your belly and working on your abs you have different choices to do in the whole process so it's quite ingenious and i think uh, we'll probably be quite addicted to it for a while
0: awesome well i I might have to come over and try it out because you know i need absolutely i buy Um, for those who are curious though about uh, ring fit adventure which again is for the switch i'm just reading sort of the game details here Uh, it talks about exploring a huge fantasy world and defeating enemies using real life exercise uh, which I think is a genius because of the gamification. Um, it doesn't get into the detail that you just shared. It's actually kind of cool that you have, but it talks about jogging, sprinting, and high kneeing through 100 levels in
1: more than 20 different worlds. So I'll tell you that high kneeing, ooh, that hurt my knees oh, or t- t- hurt sort t- of t- 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 the muscles. That was what made me mo- the most sore when I got up the next morning was yeah. high kneeing. <laughs>
0: um, and then. It's both a ring, and then it says there's a leg strap. So I'm, I guess it's measuring the, the up-down motion of you
1: jogging or hiding. Yeah, and it's it does a lot of ingenious things too. Like there's an IR camera on the on the switch controller, mm-hmm. and you put your thumb to it, and it'll actually read your pulse. Oh, so these okay. things that yeah, they have all sorts of little things that they've got built into it. And it's, it's pretty, it's, it's pretty impressive, honestly. Cool.
0: Well, again, I'm going to have to come over and, and, and check this out. And I'm curious if, if you who are listening to our podcast um, have, have given it a try, what are your thoughts uh, on Ring Adventure? Or um, alternatively, if you haven't tried it out, is there uh, another type of game you have? I mean, uh, I have some friends who are big into DDR. And if you don't know what DDR, it's Dance Dance Revolution, which functionally I could never play because I, can't dance again I'm the guy that holds up the wall so everyone else can but you know some of the people that play that game they put in some serious effort but you think about it sure it might be fun it might be silly but you're moving and that's what's actually most important you know that movement is is what's going to ensure that playing that game isn't is giving you a benefit more than just the mental release of oh I'm sort of you know turning the the real world problems off
1: and on the flip side, if you just want to go onto like YouTube and watch people play Dance Revolution, my God, the moves people can do and how they get into it. I, I, I was good at like the basic levels, but, uh, you know, once you're doing spins in the air and all these other things to get your feet properly, it's freaking amazing. I'll tell you.
0: Well, yeah, I mean, it's, you know, I remember talking to somebody like, it's not that hard. It tells you, you either step up down, left or right. And it's like, well, it's when you have to go like left to right and back like, you're right. You have to like jump spin and the, the the game is designed for you to aim for perfection and actually build the moves into your repertoire. Anyhow, craziness. Absolutely. So as we wrap up our episode, I think it's about time. We talked a little bit about this contest. So we've talked about it a number of times throughout the episode We have a pair of tickets to the Wellness Show here in Vancouver. It's the uh, at the convention center downtown on the west side. And I say west side. It's the convention center west, not the east, which is Old Canada Place. It's the weekend of February 1st and February 2nd. And so one lucky winner will get a pair of tickets to go to the Wellness Show on either Feb 1 or Feb 2. You get to choose which of the two days you'll attend. Now, you might be curious, how is it that you enter this contest? Well, it's actually pretty simple. We've got a series of things that you can do uh, to get yourself an entry. Uh, one of them is following us on, on Twitter, and that's nerdy at Nerdy Dadcast. And another is subscribing to the podcast. So for those of you who already subscribed to the podcast, it's pretty easy. You just have to validate the subscription. Um, and then from there, you, know, you follow those uh, steps, you'll gather a number of entries, now the actual contest itself is going to run through to eleven fifty nine p.m. on January twenty second, and at p.m. that eleven fifty nine p.m. is Pacific time. Now we're here in uh, the Vancouver area, so we're following the time zone we happen to live in. So you have from now until the twenty second of January to enter. Once a winner is chosen. That winner will have their name and email address forwarded off to the Wellness Show, and then they, in turn, will be in touch to uh, make arrangements for you to get those tickets. If you're curious about the the wellness show itself, uh, whether or not uh, it might be something you might wish to attend, uh, or alternatively, you maybe just want to learn more about what's going on at the wellness show, uh, all you have to do is go to thewellnessshow.com uh, to learn more about it. But it's it's got uh, five different stages. Uh, there's uh, over a 100 demonstrations that'll be taking place. Uh, they've got... Uh, people talking about fitness, they got celebrity chefs, they got, there's like free samples, lots of information booths, uh, you know, different showcases. It's, it's a pretty wicked uh, event. Lots of stuff happening. And in fact, I led to believe you'll be able to check out ring fit adventure at the wellness show as well. So, you know, another reason to, to go, but instead of you know buying those tickets and you're more than welcome to do so, why not try to win a, a pair from us? So, here we are at the end of our episode, and uh, it is our fourth. I mean, we keep on producing and keep on going, and I'm really enjoying the ride so far. Um, one of the things I might mention is if you happen to have an idea or a topic that you might want John and I to explore, the easiest way to, to let us know is by sending us an email, and that's uh, feedback at nerdydadcast.com. Uh, you know, shoot it our way. We'll we'll see if it's something we can talk about. We might not even know much about the subject, and maybe we'll have to do a little research. Or alternatively, if you happen to be the expert on the matter, who knows? Maybe John and I get you involved so you can teach us the ways of the Jedi.
1: It's true, and I mean, as you've seen right now, we don't stay on topic very often. So we can really kind of concentrate and stay on a topic and use our Jedi forces and see if that'll work.
0: Yeah. If you are looking to follow us, though, uh, it is at Nerdy Dadcast on Twitter. We're on Facebook, Facebook.com/slash Nerdy Dadcast, and then the website's nerdydadcast.com. I mean, Nerdy Dadcast is where it's at. Any final words of wisdom though you want to share to our, our hundreds and hundreds of listeners there, John?
1: I think really, you know, just let this ring take your soul. I, I don't really have anything to say. No, I don't know. I was going to go with something on the ring fit, but you know, it's just not there. I, I guess I need more time with it. Really? No.
0: Yeah. Uh, all I ask that you do, uh, is if you haven't done so yet, drop us a review, whether it be on iTunes or Podchaser or wherever the heck it is that you're listening to our podcast, let us know what you think. Um, I have a long-standing rule with all the podcasts. Every review is received and every review is read. And by read, you will hear yourself, or at least hear me or John read it for you on the future podcast. We'll even provide you comments. Now, if you go and, you know, drag us through the mud, understand, we'll probably apologize, but then we may respond. Just want to make sure someone doesn't think that I'm just going to go and say a bunch of things and they're just going to say it. No, it doesn't work that way. But
1: we're pretty reasonable fellows. And if you want us to read it in a specific accent or something, you know, just leave that in the notes. Say, hey, I want this read in an alien voice. I want this read like a cowboy or a pirate. And we'll do that for you. Yeah, I mean, pretty easy. I mean, it's really no,
0: very few boundaries that we would need to follow. The uh, other thing is that if you happen to have reached this point and you have yet to actually subscribe to our show, I ask that you do. Click that subscribe button. We're available in pretty much every podcast app that is out there um you tuning in each and every week just motivates us to continue recording a new episode each and every week and we do plan on continuing to do this forever more i mean john and i are going to be like two old guys sitting on like the balcony in our rocking chair you know with our like you know wool caps and whatnot humming and hawing about the days of old
1: yeah well that's that's a sort of spoiling our future plans for the nerdy granddad cast which you know is it's way out there in the future but you know we've got it plotted out so yeah, it's
0: the spin-off bonus show the nerdy granddad cast good call someone's probably registering that domain oh, as man. We speak. <laughs> <laughs> so on behalf of john at john bryzny on twitter myself chris at light we're going to sign off with those magical words of stay nerdy my friends